Protect yourself from identity theft and take complete control of your debit card with Secure Lock Equip from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Visit fabnt.com for details. Member FDIC. In terms of bars and restaurants, uh, where they, and I applaud the restaurant owners that have consistently taken health measures, uh, they have moved to uh, off-site, they've eliminated on-site dining, moved to carry out and other means to serve the customers. Uh, it's been spotted, but because of the uh, increased community spread that we have seen, bars and restaurants will be closed for dine-in service and open for carry-out, drive-through, and delivery. Uh, those licenses to sell beer and wine under any permit issued by the Alcoholic Beverage Control uh, may have uh, they're expanded so that they may sell corked or sealed bottles of wine to go with the purchase of food. Other specifics will be covered in the directive from ABC to carry out that uh, mandate. And fifthly, uh, I'm directing indoor venues such as gyms are closed to non-essential functions. And so we're really separating what we need to be doing with what is optional to be doing and trying to reduce uh, the uh, risk of community spread and exposure, particularly of our vulnerable population. Send me three cracks. All right, welcome in on a Friday, folks. We're going to give you the news. We're going to try to avoid doom and gloom, though. There are things to be happy and excited about. You're alive, and you live in the greatest country in the world. And the fact that we're having to deal with Corona blows. But, hey, here we are. We're going to make it through. We're going to stay, try to stay positive. We're going to do it together, by golly. We're going to jump into the weekend with a good attitude and a positive uh, mindset. And I think that's key at this point. And so we're going to have to try to stay active, Wes, safely. We're going to have to try to stay mentally charged up in a tough time. And, by golly, we're going to do it together. That's right. Have a little fun. You got to. You got to find different ways to entertain yourself and have fun. And, you know, for me, driving in and turning on the radio and listening to some of the guys that, you know, just it's reassuring. You know, it makes me feel better just to hear their voices. And and hopefully we're that way, you and I, for some of the people out there and give give them a, a chance to expand their mind, have a little fun, smile, be entertained, inter- informed. That's a new word, right? Yep. And if not. Informed. At least. Information and entertainment. If not, at least Christian maybe can be that guy. Uh, so yesterday we're up to 60-plus cases. We'll find out what the number is later today when the governor announces that as part of his daily updates, and we will carry that again on the buzz. Last night we had to lean on our friends at KTV because of the damn tornado. I'm like, have we not suffered enough? I mean, we got tornadoes on top of COVID. Come on, give me a break here. But anyway, we're doing what we can to try to spread the word and keep everybody safe to the best of our ability for what we – this is, look, at the end of the day, this is the reason why radio exists. It's – you know, it's fun to play music, and it's fun to talk sports, but at the end of the day, we're here to help people in a time of need. And if something is uh, critical like this, by golly, we're going to try to spread the word. So here we are. Worst news yesterday was about schools, I think, for a lot of parents. And look, I, I'm not surprised. We talked about it with the Department of Health uh, representative yesterday. Mm-hmm. I said, doesn't it seem a little optimistic, April thir- or, uh, March 30th? And he said, well, you know, I was like, I know it's more of a guideline, and that's a hope, and then we'll reevaluate, but... And then yesterday was announced, well, April 17th. And I would say that is also an optimistic guideline. If I were going to bet money today, Wes, I would guess that parents 
all across this great state will be homeschooling through the remainder of the semester, which means all the way until summer vacation. And hopefully by summer vacation, we're vacationing. But I don't know if we will be doing that either. But the bottom line is, I don't expect kids to go back to school this year. Do you? No, I do not. we had a, a good newsroom t- uh, inform- or topic on this uh, discussion, and, and when the governor said that they're ma- they're planning to go back on March 30th, I thought, and I think a lot of people also thought, they're on they're making plans in the background so that if there is a chance they can come back on March 30th, they're prepared for the students to come back. And I, uh, that tweet doesn't sound the same as when you hear him say it. And I got the impression that as they're working behind the scenes to make sure they're ready to go, not that for us to plan on it or be hopeful maybe maybe they wanted us to be hopeful but i i was not after i heard the way he said that and i was like there's just no way i'm glad they're making plans you got to be ready just in case just like we all make plans just in case something does happen and changes we got to be ready for it but no i do not expect to go my kids to go back to school this year k through 12 schools will remain closed for on-site instruction an additional three weeks until April 17th. That will then be reevaluated based upon the public health conditions at the time. Let me emphasize students and parents, education will continue through alternative instruction methods. I find this might actually, for a kid that gets easily distracted, this might even be a better way for my kid to learn over the next few weeks, and he was playing a little catch-up in a couple of classes, this might actually end up being a positive for him. We're all going to be a little bit down about it, but I think educationally he may come out of, may come out ahead on this thing. Yeah, I just got a note from one of my daughter's teachers just praising the entire grade and how well they have handled the last week, week and a half, two weeks, however long it's been. <laughs> It feels like a month, but no doubt. Uh, that praising how well they've been following instructions and staying up on it. Um, that was our biggest fear as a family that, you know what, and we've made it clear, you can't just sit on your iPad and having fun doing games and TikToks and watching videos. You're going to have to do your schoolwork. And mm-hmm. they've been, I, you know what, I, I praised them this morning. Uh, they they are doing a good job of doing their classwork, getting it done, and then doing other things too. So um, maybe you're right that, that – and, and I think this does lead to more in the future. The it's it's showing it's showing schools that we can do this, that you can have video conferencing and working at home or doing school at home. So maybe that's one of the other positives. And we said this, and it's like McConaughey said, there are going to be a lot of there are we're going to beat this, we're going to get through this, and there are going to be positives that come out of this. And maybe that's one of them. And we heard about the telemedicine yesterday from the governor, and and how some folks can go see their doctor and and use telemedicine for that. And I think that's a positive. They're expanding screenings as well, and uh, testing will be expanded as well in the not-too-distant future, so that's good. And, again, we're still seeing the majority of people who are tested come up negative, so I'm hoping that number continues. But, again, the more testing that happens, we're going to see the number rise. I will also caution you if you think you're 25, 28, 32, and you're healthy and you are got no chance to be, you know, catch this thing. 41 out of the 62 as of yesterday were between 19 and 64. So... Uh, there are young people, and there are six children, so six younger folks who have been diagnosed as well. So everybody's got to pay attention. It affects us all. There are a few things uh, I also want to mention. Here's a positive. Arkansas Game and Fish Commission yesterday unanimously voted to waive fishing license fees through March 29th, allowing you to fish anywhere in Arkansas without having to buy a license. So there you go. There's a nice solitary activity, or maybe you and a loved one who doesn't have the virus. Uh, can get out on the water, go to a riverbank somewhere, or lake, side of a lake, and uh, 
What a line. The outdoors is going to become a very popular place, whether it's biking, hiking, trailing, running, fishing, hunting. Those are activities you can do as an individual or in small groups and and get outside and and live life a little bit. And that's that's one of the things that we got to do is keep living life just smartly. Yes. Also, I want to applaud uh, Walmart. They are doing special hours for seniors, 6 a.m., for customers 60 and older, it says stores on Tuesdays for customers 60 and older. To give them an hour to shop before the rest of the public enters. The senior shopping hour includes pharmacies and vision centers as well. It will run from March 24th through April 28th. So that's coming up soon. I guess they're not quite there yet. But for about a month, they're going to give you an opportunity to avoid the rest of the public, which, uh, again, that's that's huge for them. Uh, also, I, I encourage, again, everybody, I'm going to say this every day, I, rem, I encourage you to seek out information that is accurate, that is reasonable, that is solid, and that comes from a reputable source. Don't think everything you're seeing on Facebook is legitimate. There is a uh, farce going around right now, uh, or two, I'm sure, mm-hmm. a hoax. I'm not even going to repeat it because I don't want people to go, oh, I heard on the zone that, no, no, that was the hoax I was <laughs> telling you about. People don't catch all the words sometimes. So I'm not even going to say it, but just make sure that you are uh, sourcing your information and not just running with it. Um, For a lot of people, the most devastating thing that's happened so far, for me, as much as I loved going to church, uh, kind of right there with me, just from a physical, mental standpoint, losing out on gyms was a huge part of it. And that was announced yesterday, too, that officially gyms will close. I was looking for alternate means because the gym I was going to had closed ahead of schedule, and there were a few that were remaining open, and I was making arrangements. I actually was in the process of going to another gym just to sort of make ends meet until 10 Fitness reopened. Well, now they're all closed, and so we're going to have to find uh, alternate forms of exercise. And I ran once this week. It was miserable, but it beats uh, sitting around and getting sedentary over the next few weeks, which I don't think will help anybody's mental health. So I encourage people to get out and at least get some fresh air. And then the other big piece of that, of course, is the church thing. And a lot of folks are not able to go to church. You're going to have to do that. We're, tele- we're teleconferencing, uh, we're telemedicining, and we're telechurching. Mm. So the pigskin preacher joining us, and I know they uh, met for one last time last week, and now they are having to— uh, luckily, you've got a good teleconferencing or conferencing, um, video conferencing uh, option for your church anyway, and now you guys will have to rely solely on that for the time being. Pigskin, you guys are also, I think, taking some steps to help people who want to pick up communion on Sundays, and I'm sure others are doing this as well. In fact, I'm up at the church building right now. We've had a couple of folks come up and pick up some of the supplies, so we're encouraging people uh, to take communion on Sunday. If you tune in uh, to the Pinnacle Church of Christ Facebook, there's a live streaming option you know, for available for anybody. We're We've had some people in other towns that, that don't have that capability. They're going to be participating with us. So we might even have more people than we have on a typical Sunday, but yeah. they'll be worshiping at their homes. So, uh, yeah, that's a, it's a brave new world. I've never seen anything like this. It's well, crazy. We'll have you on Netflix in no time flat at this rate. Hmm. Well, you know, I was told by one of my uh, congregants that lives in Florida, he said, you know, I was watching last week, and he said, you don't have a face made for television. You're much better looking in person. I said, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the backhanded compliment yeah, all the know, way from well, Florida. You know, yeah, I, I thought, well, I'm going to be preaching this Sunday maybe with a bag over my head. We'll see how that works out. So, yeah. uh, what about those the, the, the criticism that you still should be going to church, that God's protecting you? 
I got, that's funny you would bring that up, Mr. West, because I got a text from a dude in Little Rock today. And he said, and he doesn't go to our congregation. He goes to another place, but we're friends. And he said, and I hope you guys are having services on Sunday. I'm like, dude, have you been in a cave like with the Japanese soldiers at the end of World War II? You know, they, or, they or Jared got, Leto? Thank you. Yeah, which he was. You know, he's, I'm on a meditation retreat. I'm like, he was taking that pretty seriously. You know, no, no phone, no motor car, kind of like Gilligan's Island, you know, that, that. But, uh, you know, you can't – I don't think that it, it's responsible at all to do this. We did it last week because they said gatherings over 250 are discouraged. Well, we figured we'll have a little bit under that. So we, we'd had 246 the week before. We thought we're probably safe. And then they dropped it a couple of days later to 50 and then to 10. And I fully expect by the time Sunday rolls around, don't hang out with another person. So yeah. if it's you and somebody else, you – Go to your end of the house, and they go to their end of the house. Hey, anywhere so, two or more are gathered in his name, right? So you can do that I, with just one family member. I'm glad you've been paying attention with that. Uh, <laughs> a, a pretty good dude did say that, yes, so he did. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I think, uh, again, we've got to get uh, creative. we got to get creative here, and we're doing a pretty good job of that. So what's the message, Ben? Are you curtailing, or curtailing is not the right word. Are you, um, I guess, are you are you sort of trying to preach on something that's relevant to what we're dealing with at this point? Is there anything? Well, that. That's an, that's another great question. I am next week. Uh, this week, since it just kind of came up, I'm going with the regularly scheduled sermon. Uh, a week from Sunday, I've got one that's based on uh, some developments from the 1918 influenza outbreak. Hmm. And I'm, t- I'm giving some really interesting background, telling some great stories about some heroes that stepped up and saved lives and helped people. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to get to that. We'll probably uh, fashion some different messages. I, I usually go on script. I mean, I'm like five or six months out ahead, you know, with someone's yeah. plan. But this is something, you know, if this lasts a month or two months or something, I think we can make some adjustments. So, yeah, I'm, I'm intending to do that. How about offerings for church right now? How important is that? Well, you know, you still got bills to pay and all that sort of thing. So we'd hope that people will continue to give. But that's been one of the developments that probably makes this a little less painful than it would be otherwise, because so much giving is online these days. And, you know, people have automatic drafts or they have different. We have one of those deals on like the back of the bulletin and you put your phone up to it. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, and you can give by your phone if you want. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but but for people that still do things the old-fashioned way, we've had two people come into the church today. One guy gave me an envelope with a check, and the other guy just gave me cash. And then he looked at me rather suspiciously and said, you can be trusted with this, can't you? And I said, well, I don't know. Uh, hopefully. I'm going to guess if you were going to steal from the mo- the offering, you probably would have uh, started before this time. So, Well, a George divided against himself cannot stand, Justin. No doubt. We all know this. I will so, say yeah. this, too, to, to sort of build on that, is there are going to be, and you all know this, there's a natural progression here. There are going to be a lot of charities that are going to be in dire straits after this oh, because yeah. people are going to tighten the belt. Uh, they're going to be insulated. They're not going to be thinking about giving. They're not going to be going to events. I mean, there's a lot of charity events that raise a ton of money mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are either postponed or canceled. I mean, I know Car Tie's big event, um, you know, when they do their crawfish deal, it's seasonal. Can't can't put it. It's not like they can go, oh, we'll throw it in September. Well, I mean, mud bugs are seasonal. You can't just do it whenever. I mean, the Italian mm-hmm. Festival, luckily, we can move it to fall, and we have. And we've got to make some tough choices around here. We've already postponed our golf tournament. 
And BuzzBQ, which is a fundraiser, is uh, something we're going to discuss today. So we'll let you know on that in the near future. But, um, you know, and the other thing is, too, Pigskin, I'm looking at the calendar here. We're four Sundays away from having the first Easter in any of our lifetimes where you're not allowed to go to church. Boy, isn't that crazy? Wow. What What is this, communist Russia or something? Yeah, it, it, that's what it feels like. Yeah, those it's people just... who only go twice a year are really going to be devastated. This is 50% of their <laughs> attendance. <laughs> you know, my friends at Subiaco, the Benedictine monks, they call them CEO Christians, Christmas and Easter only. Yes, so, uh, yes. Or Christers. So, Christers. Yeah, those are, those well, are all good. I remember I was in a Mass one time uh, at St. Ed's, and the priest, he goes— it was so funny, and he was so matter-of-fact about it, but it was hilarious just the way he delivered the line. But he's just like, he's like, it, it was Easter Sunday. He's like, it is so great to see all of you in here. He said, to see a packed house on Easter Sunday is so wonderful. He said, you know, we're open all year long. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarcasm from a priest. you yes, got to love it. I do. So, uh, yeah, it's good. I usually so only good. expect that from you. Do you have a way of seeing your numbers online? Because I feel like there are going to, and we talked about those who only go to church on Christmas and Easter, this may be one of those positives that people turn to religion and turn to their TVs or to their Facebook page and, and, and worship in a different way. Maybe it creates better yeah, habits. The Internet has Jesus on it, too, all you dirty dogs out there. You know, it's okay. <laughs> we had half of our usual crowd last Sunday, and I was pretty impressed. I figured we'd have about half, and that's what it was. But we had like uh, eight or 900 that were watching the, the sermon on uh, that was on the live stream, which I was obviously, you know, we don't have 900 here every week, you know, 275 would be a good crowd, but you know, this, there might be some possibilities with this. I don't want to, to see this continue long-term, but for right now, I mean, I think people are kind of uncertain or they're unsure of things. I mean, when we're looking to coach O and Matthew McConaughey for, you know, moral vision and direction, you know, that tells you there's a bit of uncertainty in the air. I love both of those guys, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I've made any life decisions based on recommendations from either one. But people are worried right now. You know, what's this going to mean for my family? What's this going to mean for my, my kids, my aging parents? I mean, I heard what Wes said about school just a second ago. I mean, listen, man, we're finding out just what those teachers are worth. Good grief. The you got to stay home with those kids and see all this stuff. So somebody put something on Facebook, and my wife was sitting in her chair last night and just started busting out laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? She said, somebody put this on about homeschooling. She said, homeschooling's going really well, although there were two that were suspended for fighting, and the teacher was caught drinking. And I thought, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, these teachers are worth their weight in gold, and we're that. seeing that. And the things they're doing, you know, with computers and all this stuff, I'm like, it's just, it's crazy, just crazy times. But, Pixie, we had somebody that called in, want to know how to catch your sermon tomorrow or not tomorrow on uh, Sunday online. Well, go to the Pinnacle Church of Christ Facebook page, and it's not one of those that you have to have a password or anything. It's open to anybody, and there's a, you know, you go there and there's a thing for live streaming. And it's at 10 o'clock Sunday. I'm embarrassed because I'm not, you know me, I'm a Twitter guy. I'm not much of a Facebook guy. My colleague, John Phillips, kind of covers all the Facebook stuff. But it, it comes on at 10 o'clock Sunday. I, I'm, I, don't, I guess you could probably watch it at another time after that. But um, that, that's when everything goes on. It's just, it's like a regular church service. Our, our boy Randy Allison is going to be singing and 
there'll be like maybe 10 people, you know, in our auditorium, they'll be helping him. John Phillips is doing communion. I'm doing the sermon. I mean, it's, it's like the full thing, you know, I'll have, I'll have my usual, uh, costume on, you know, the coat and tie. And I'm about to ask Nancy Holtus about horses and how they perform without, you know, patrons in the stands. You know, does it change their attitude? Is it hard to do a sermon when you've got a very small or limited crowd? I don't know. I mean, ten people. I mean, maybe back in your old days, you've done you've done them in front of small crowds like this. I, I don't have. Know. Okay. I have, but but yeah, that's a really that's a question I'm looking to have answered myself. Yeah. I mean, because you know that you, you guys know this. I mean, you, you, when you're doing something that involves a little bit of performance it kind of helps to know that there's an audience out there, you mm-hmm. know, and you've got to make sure that you're on your game. And if you've got that pressure, those butterflies in there, that, that's there for a reason. But, you know, I'm that way if I'm talking to two people or I'm talking to 2,000, and I've done all of that. So I, I would imagine that I'm going to do the very same thing that I always do, and I'll, I'll give it my all, Mail it, whatever oh, it is. Mail it in. <laughs> well, we, we lie to ourselves every day. We say there's thousands of people listening to us right now, not just Justin and I talking to each other. Yeah. How'd, it so go to, how'd it go today? Man, it was great. Really, really good effort. And I'm thinking, totally mailed it in. Nobody even noticed. Uh, pigskin, my son is home from Harding. He turned 20 yesterday, which is oh, mind-blowing. 20? Good grief. And, I remember uh, that dude when he was like uh, two feet high, you know, and now he's 20. Yeah, Good it's grief. crazy. So uh, they are home from school like a lot of kids are. Um, you know, so our friends at, at Harding, I know, are continuing to educate just like our local high schools are. And we've been talking about a specific program of late, and uh, we wanted to mention that again before we let you go. Well, the Harding University Center for Distance Education, it, it might be more relevant right now than it's ever been in its brief history because you got people that are working with faith-based organizations, working with churches. You know, we've just been talking about how people's lives have been turned upside down. Well, if you want to help those people, it, it would be great if you had a little bit of a background in that and, and you could, you know, reach down deep and share some eternal truths with people. Well, Harding can help you do that. If you want to take classes online, which right now that's the only way the classes are going on, I think when all of this weirdness ends, you can kind of come back to campus and meet some of their professors and their student body. But right now, this distance learning is a really great blessing. And there's tuition breaks, 50% tuition breaks for those that qualify. There's all kinds of grants. And they'll, they'll work with you to give you the tools that you need to help people through some difficult and uncertain times. That's the Harding University Center for Distance Education, harding.edu slash um, something or other. But, uh, yeah, there we go. But uh, Harding. They'll, they'll find it. Yeah, we'll yeah, find they, it. it's out there. Yeah. Type in Harding, you'll see it. But but Harding is doing a great job of using distance education, as are a lot of places. We're yeah. just talking about that with the kids. and. Mm-hmm. Right now, that's all we have. That's so right. if you need to take advantage of that, we encourage you to do so. Well, Pigskin, I appreciate you. We'll be checking you out on Sunday, and uh, we're about to bring on the athletic director at the University of Arkansas, and I'm sure he could use a couple prayers from a man of the cloth as well. So think about him when you uh, get on your knees You tonight. know what? We'll send those prayers up. You guys keep fighting the good fight, my brother. All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, let's, let's go to the uh, Brandon Moving in storage hotline, BrandonMoving.com. Hunter Juracek joining us. And, Hunter, I don't know how many times you've gotten a lead in with a prayer, but uh, you're welcome. We're all looking out for you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. That's a great way to start the interview. There you go. 
So, listen, uh, we appreciate your leadership here. You've been very outspoken and very much in the forefront on this thing. And, um, I mean, it's a tough time for everybody. There are so many things to consider. We've talked to some other people in your industry this week. Um, but every day it seems like something new pops up, and it's a fluid situation. From your perspective, what's the latest? What are the, the things that are currently on the top of your list? Well, guys, I think the first thing is I think we've gotten to the finish line of a week-long sprint. Uh, that started last Wednesday in Nashville and, and really uh, culminated with the cancellation of the remainder of the spring sports season earlier this week. You know, we had the cancellation of the, the men's basketball tournament. We put on hold our spring sports uh, in hopes that this COVID-19 virus, uh, that may be a light at the end of the tunnel. That does not appear at least to happen during the course of the spring season. So we were in a sprint for about a week, and now we just started uh, what I think will be a long marathon as we head into this for the next 30, 60, 90 days, it, it's very fluid. And so now we've turned our attention to how do we get to the start of the 2021 athletic season with soccer and football and volleyball and cross country, our main fall sports. You have, you, 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 you do such a great job of providing answers and, and, and you are in touch with people who have answers, but in a time like this, when, Sometimes there aren't answers. How how difficult is that for, for you? That's difficult for all of us. And I, I think it's not just in college athletics. It's throughout our country. I mean, there's a number more questions than there are answers right now. And anytime you think you have the answer, uh, then the question changes within the hour. And so, you know, we're having to formulate plans for if we're able to get our student-athletes back on campus in May or if they're coming back in June or if they're coming back in July or if that's August. And, you know, and if that's August and these young men and women have been away for 120 days from their strength conditioning coaches and their nutritionists and their athletic trainers, um, we've got to be very uh, thoughtful in how we start the fall season because these student athletes, they spend their entire spring and summer training collectively with their teammates under the direction of a certified strength conditioning coach Many of them now don't have gyms they can go to. Most of the gyms throughout well, throughout our state, for sure, are, are, are now closed. And so where are they working out? And so as we look towards the start of the fall season, we've got to be very cognizant about the health and safety and well-being of our student-athletes as we look to restart an athletic season. Uh, I saw a comment that you had made maybe to another radio station about the financial ramifications related to baseball. And we've often wondered, does baseball make money? I know in many schools it doesn't. Uh, this is not a time of year typically where sports are revenue generating. But my understanding was, and Reed, if I read the tweet correctly, that uh, baseball does make money. And this will be, from a budgetary standpoint, impactful on the, the overall bottom line, which I know is not the primary you know focus right now, but it is a factor, obviously. Absolutely. And we're blessed that our baseball program is one of the few across the country that does generate a profit. We will end up refunding uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about one point seven. Uh, $1.75 million back to our fans for the cancellation of those games. And that's just tickets. That doesn't include revenue we may have derived from concessions and merchandise sales. And then also impacted within that is kind of the fulfillment of our sponsorship obligations for uh, our sponsors that may have had a sign on the outfield wall or mentioned during a radio or television broadcast or promotion during the game, et cetera. But, we believe that will balance itself out with some of the expense savings where our teams are no longer traveling um, on air or charter planes, uh, hotel rooms per diems, our coaches are not out recruiting. Um, so, and then the other piece 
we've been a self-sustaining athletic program, one of only 20 in the country, which means that we don't take a dollar from the university, from the state, from our students, and we've done a great job building up our reserves slash our rainy day fund. So we'll be able to cover, um, at least for the next couple of years, uh, what we perceive to be some uh, possible deficits in our operating budget. We're talking with Hunter Yurchak. He's on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, the Associated Press came out with a report that the Major League Baseball, they're at least considering, thinking about not having a draft this year. What is the latest with the NCAA as far as spring sports and maybe giving uh, everyone or just seniors uh, their year back? We're, we're in discussions at the conference level, some recommendations to move forward to the, to the NCAA. Obviously, our spring sports student-athletes, for us, that's baseball, softball, men's and women's tennis men's and women's golf, outdoor track and field, did not have an opportunity to compete for um, much more than a third of their season. Our baseball program had not even played their first SEC baseball series. And so the student-athletes in that sport, I believe, deserve to get a year back. And really, it's hard to say it's just the seniors because the juniors, the sophomores, and the freshmen also missed out on the year. So I think it's not as simple as saying it's just the seniors. Most of the time, as in the case with our baseball program, our seniors are really juniors. Mm -hmm. And so how do you give those, not give those young men back, especially if there's not a, a major league uh, baseball draft this year? And so I think we'll move in that direction, but it's not as easy just saying you get a year back. There's uh, scholarship limitations. There's roster management issues. There's the funding of those scholarships that many of the schools at this level will be able to, to take on that burden but there are several schools across NCAA Division One that would not be able to take on that burden of additional scholarships for their spring sports. And so while it's easy in concept to say, hey, let's just give them a year back, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that mm -hmm. we've got to work out from a legislative standpoint before we can move forward. Hunter, how much are you communicating with your coaches right now, and is there anything you're tasking them with in addition to their normal duties related to what's going on with the COVID crisis? You know, we, we put together a communications plan recommendations for our coaches and how to stay in contact with their student athletes during this time. And that's the most important focus for our coaches right now, our current student athletes that have been kind of removed from the team environment and the structure and what is their uh, mental, physical health and well-being and uh, making sure they stay in contact with them. And that's the main thing for our coaches right now. And, of course, they're trying to figure out how to recruit without being uh, physically in front of a uh, young man or <clears throat> young woman who's a prospect at our institution. And so those are the, really the focal points of our coaches, first and foremost, uh, taking care and communicating on a regular basis with our current student-athletes. And then that recruiting process of student-athletes aren't, aren't able to come physically to campus or they're not physically able to go to their um, high school or to their home to see right now. Uh, Coach Pittman is talking with the media right now. and. Thank you for allowing the coaches to talk with us uh, teleconferencing. That's been great for sports guys. Uh, but what about the football team? No spring practice. Is, is there a movement to maybe give them, if this is you know all moves away and, and we get over the, the uh, uh, coronavirus, is there a movement to have some summer practices with coaches to be there to make up for the, the, the loss of spring? Absolutely. There, there has to be. As I mentioned earlier, uh, these student-athletes train. Our football players started training in, in mid-January when they got back to school uh, to get to the point where we're getting ready to start spring practice, and then they would have come back in June and trained all of June and all of July just to get ready to start camp in August. And so 
there's going to have to be some formal coach engagement and instruction in the months of June and July that's never happened before to make sure that we're properly preparing these student-athletes to start their fall season. It just has to happen and has to evolve, and that, what that looks like right now is still very fluid. A number of proposals out on the table right now, and it really just depends on when we can get back. Can we get back in late May or early June, or do we not get back to July? And so and, until this thing starts to kind of shake itself out a little bit, um, we've got to have multiple plans in place for multiple dates of arrival back on campus for our student-athletes. I know you're planning for fall sports. What's your gut tell you? Do you think we'll have fall sports? I sure hope so. I, we need it as a society. Um, and, and sports is, we can say it's not important, uh, but uh, it, it's important to uh, the American people. It, it really is. Um, it, and I know I'm, I'm a little partial because, I'm involved in it on a day-to-day. It's not the most important thing. You know, as I referenced many times at the University of Arkansas athletic program, I believe is the front porch to our university. I say it doesn't mean that it is the most important room in the house, but it's the most visible part of our house, the front porch. And I think that's way sports the role it plays in our society. And I think that it is a huge void for all of us across this country uh, that there is literally – no sports happening right now. We had uh, Coach Neighbors on earlier this week, and that's always entertaining, as you well know, and having chances to talk to him. Uh, we talked about a lot of different things and a little bit about basketball, too. But what are you doing personally uh, as far as passing the time when you do get a little downtime? Well, right now I haven't had a great deal of downtime. I've had a number of conference calls. Yesterday was my first official day of working out of my home office, and I was on a video conference with our director's cabinet and uh, my dog nuzzled his way into the uh, office door and hopped up in my lap when I was on a video conference. And so <laughs> I think those are things that uh, we're all dealing with as we get into um, our home working environments. And I, I share a home office with uh, my wife and my, my son that was at the University of Arkansas is now at home doing his schoolwork. And so kind of just juggling those things. And um, I'm enjoying um, a little bit just uh, spending some time. I hope the weather breaks here soon in Fayetteville. We've had some rain and some cold weather here since uh, this all really started. So I'm ready for spring and to get my pool open and uh, just to spend some time with uh, my wife and my kids that I normally this time of year do not have the time to spend with them. Yeah, I think you, you might have got Coach Neighbors in trouble. You may have just ratted him out that he's got all this free time on his hands. Well, AD has different responsibilities well. <laughs> than women's basketball coach, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that, you know, he's still, again, he's communicating with the student-athletes. He's recruiting. Um, He's got a a child on the way. He's got a daughter getting married. He's got a number of things (laughs) going on in his life. I'm sure his plate is still as full as it ever was, um, other than I know he would love to be coaching our women in the NCAA tournament this weekend, and they they had earned that right, that uh, opportunity to do that. It's, It's disappointing for all of us. Uh, that that did not happen. Hunter, I know there's a big movement nationwide, and they're trying to target the young people because we've all seen some of the you know videos, spring break, and some of the, just the attitude of the young people that you know we're it's not affecting us. We're okay. And is there anything you guys are doing to, with the push with your student athletes to drive home this point uh, of being safe and responsible? Yeah, that's part of our communication plan from our coaches to our student athletes to kind of listen to. Uh, the, the advice of the CDC, the, the health officials and the doctors that really are, are, are tracking this virus and understand how it's transmitted and 
I think we've all been there. We've all been 18 to 22 year olds. We feel like we're invincible to anything that the world can throw at us. And it's hard to convince that generation. And it was the same when we were that age and it's the same now that, uh, that this is, this is real. And, you know, the one thing is it, it you may not get sick as an 18 to 22 year old, but you may be a carrier that will make someone that you really care about sick. And so that's, I think the warning that these young folks need to heed is it, it may not be you, but it may be somebody that you really, really care about uh, that you end up um, infecting with this virus. Hunter, thanks for the time. Stay safe, and uh, we will check in again down the road, hopefully with better news. All right, guys. Well, i got plenty of time on my hands, so you just guys let me know when you need me. You're a good man. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Okay. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. All right, Bye-bye. Hunter, you're a check on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We're going to uh, combine our two breaks. When we come back, Nancy Holtus will join us. We'll get some picks from Oaklawn. Had a fun day yesterday, Wes. You and I had that distraction, had a good time, and hit a couple of picks yesterday. So yesterday was fun, and hopefully we can keep it going today. Thank you, Oaklawn. Yeah, no doubt. Appreciate you guys. Keep up and uh, up and running. Uh, all right, let me tell you one thing here as we hit the break. We're actually going to go around and visit with some of our clients and kind of find out individually. We've been doing some of this on the air about what they're doing, how they're handling, and, and one of the things that River City Flooring is doing is – they are making sure that a healthy employee will come to you if you need flooring done. If you don't want to go out to their showroom, you don't want to get out of the house, but you need some work done at your home, River City's here to help, and they will give you a free in-home estimate, and they'll bring as many samples as you think you want to choose from. So they are making the process easy for you. If you want to set that up, go ahead and give them a call, 501-412-5644. Folks, I can't tell you how great these uh, these guys are to work with. I've used them on a number of projects over the years, and they've done more than just flooring for me. So if you're in need, whether you need carpet or hardwood, um, tile, whatever you're in, in for, uh, you want heated floors, you know, um, I'm sure they're looking for work, folks. So, again, there's probably some some deals to be had as well. They're also the state's leader in waterproof flooring. Also, they're the number one flooring company in the state, and they can help you out with financing as well. Two years, 0% interest. If you want to go by and see them, they've got locations in Maumelle and in Conway, and they're online at River City Flooring Inc., Dot com, but I can't encourage you enough to go by and uh, check them out or let them come to you. Again, if you want to set up that in-home estimate, 501-412-5644. Um, we've been talking about curbside. Well, I look out the window and the Rock pizza oven is set up outside. So you can roll through our cul-de-sac here, 2400 Cottondale Lane, pop by. Chad and uh, Al will get you set up. You can have a pizza to order and again, you don't have to interact with anybody other than the guys inside the truck. Low risk, easy peasy. Grab a pizza and be on your way. It's real simple, folks. Not you, Wes. you got to stay and do the rest of the show. But everybody else can pop by here if you want to come by and uh, grab something to eat over the lunch hour. Or they'll be out there, I think, for a couple hours. So anyway, uh, come on, see them. And you can wave at us up through the window. We'll wave back at you. We're good like that. We're quarantining up here in the uh, bus studio in the... Uh, we, I can't, you know, Aaron Eford, our sponsor from Southern Structural Solutions, he called in in the morning, guys. I haven't heard from him. Huh. I'd like to check in on him. That's, That's our weird. guy. That's our guy. Why's he calling them? I don't know. Sounds like it's kind of hurtful. cheating yeah, on us. it's really hurtful. Anyway, 1048, we'll come back, talk to Nancy Holtis, give you some picks. I'll make you a little money today. All right, let's dive right in, head down to the track, visit with Nancy Holtis, who was kind enough to move around for us.
Nancy Holtis in the zone is brought to you by Design Lab by Locker Room Athletics. From graphic design to athletic apparel, Design Lab by Locker Room Athletics is your one-stop shop for all your company's branding needs. Located at 1717 Airport Road in Hot Springs. Now, let's go to Nancy Holtis to figure out what's going on in Oaklawn. Smart, yes. Talented, yes. Flexible. Yes, Nancy Holtis. We appreciate you. <laughs> at the last minute's notice, Hunter Yurchek popped in. We had worked to try to get him on, and we were going to get in touch with you, but we hadn't confirmed, confirmed with him, and so I apologize for the confusion, but thanks for moving around. How are you? I'm doing well. Well, I have to know. I, I couldn't listen. I was on a actually on a conference call uh, out of New York. What was the big news? Oh, nothing. We were just checking in with him about how they're handling things in Fayetteville and, you know, as an oh. athletic director at the state's flagship university, that kind of thing. So, you Man, know. you have heavy hitters on. Well, you, Hunter Yurchek, we have the pitch <laughs> preacher on. We're covering all our bases. the only time my name will be used in the same sentence as Hunter Yurchek. <laughs> all right, we're only going to have like two or three minutes here, so let's dive oh, in. let's go. I got a couple things. Steve Sullivan texted me during your segment yesterday from KTV, and he asked, do the horses run the same without patrons? And I said, I don't know. It's a good question. I was actually thinking about that myself. So does that have any impact, you think, in the horse's will to win? No. Okay. That's what I kind of figured. Just thought I'd ask. Also, um, good, good horse today on the on the track. Mia Mischief is back yeah. in town yeah. and on the track. So she'll be a pretty short price, I would imagine. But uh, she'll be the classiest of the classy in the eighth race today. Well, you know what? It's funny because speaking of Mia Mischief, she is my most likely winner Mm -hmm. on the afternoon. She is in the eighth and feature, and she is the nine to five morning line favorite. And she'll probably go off less than that. She is the millionaire in the field and uh, comes off the layoff from early November after a win in the Dream Supreme at Churchill Downs. She chased the pace early. A very quick pace and drew clear in the lane scoring by five and i'm so excited to have this grade one stakes winner back at oakland park where she has won two previous races and she looks like certainly the one to beat she was training down at the fairgrounds has been at oakland uh for a little bit and glad to see mia mischief back at Oakland did, Park. Did somebody say nine to five? Well, let's hope she poured herself a cup of ambition this morning, Nancy, and she's ready to rock and roll out there on the track. Amen, brother. All right. So, how about a long shot for this day on a shortened segment? All right. I'm going to go to race number five, and that is Lighthawk coming from the barn of Robertino Diodoro with Orlando Mojica in the irons. Uh, ran a good second was the beaten favorite last go at the mile distance stretches out just a little bit to a mile and a 16th makes a second start off a break stretches out just a little bit but if you look last time this horse actually broke through the gate uh prior to the rest of the field had to reload and sometimes you know that'll throw a, a horse kind of off kilter a little bit so he might have run a little bit of his race prior to that start so Lighthawk four to one on the morning line. I'm not sure if you're going to get it, but it is an extremely tough race. You've got several horses coming out of allowance races. Steve Asmussen has two in that particular field. Um, not sure if you're going to get four to one. That's what you're getting on the morning line. Uh, but Lighthawk, you might get a little bit of bang for your buck. Hopefully, he's a little more well behaved in today's fifth. All right, we got to run, Nancy. Have a great weekend, and we'll look forward to visiting with you next week. 
Stay safe. Wash your hands. There you go. Very good. Nancy Holt, that's good stuff. We will hit the top of the hour break. We'll be back in a sec. In the zone. Coming up at 11-ish, Tom Murphy.